Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. I do have a return guest back on. I have Marinica Bowman. The last time she was on was December 10th, 2022, where we talked about an ex parte motion denying her daughter to see her on Christmas Day and child psychological abuse by the courts. Marinica was last on. Season 3, Episodes 104, 131, 159, 160, and 174. I welcome Marineka back to the show because we have an incident where Marineka was seeing her daughter at a supervised visit. And bear in mind, none of this should be happening to begin with. And we're going to talk about a song her daughter was singing to her. And it has two connotations to it, however you want to take it. But Marineka, welcome back. Thank you, Marianne. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to be seen in video? Because I can't see you. Yes. Uh, Why? It's not. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yes. I didn't realize that I had it off. I didn't either. (laughs) Yes. But welcome back. Um, Yes. When was the supervised visit? Um, the, I never went to the supervised visit. It was scheduled from the ex parte on the um, for the the ex parte, which was held on December fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the decision the judge came up with because of the reasoning that um, why the motion was called to begin with. Um, I'll never know mm-hmm. why the why they called the for the ex parte and. Um, in the beginning, I could repeat why the um, party was called. The reason that they gave was because I was um, in, I'm involved in the podcast, which is freedom of speech is the amendment. My freedom of speech, I can I can free to talk and express myself. Mm-hmm. And also, um, one thing I'm glad that we could do in this, they did say that um, I took my daughter to the hospital and told the doctor that she was punching her head. Yes, I did mention that to the doctor while we were at the visit, but that's not what the reason my daughter was taken to the hospital. My daughter was getting fever. I think it was um, this was going on like early November. She was constantly getting high fevers for like uh, on and off for two weeks. The fever was running to 104 to 105. So I took her to the hospital four o'clock in the morning that morning. And she first got to the hospital because of the fever, not because just I jumped out my bed four o'clock in the morning to go and tell the nurses and the doctors near Morris that her dad punched her in her, in her head. But, you know, they want to falsify this information to suit the narrative of, yes. me being men- of me being mental, because that's the next thing they wrote that the two, the gal and his lawyer, 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 Laura Brooks think that I'm mental and the um attorney went along with that mm-hmm. and what else the state oh and the um and again this uh the supervised visit for because I'm refusing to do counseling the counseling is not court order I want to let people know the counseling is not court order and this woman that they want me to see originally was supposed to see my daughter not me. She's not even a child psychologist. She's not a psychologist. But you see, they want me to go with, to her so she could write and to their narrative that I'm mental. But I'm not going to participate in none of those things. So, um, so, of course, that's why they want, that's how the supervised visit come in. 
because of these four reasoning. So they want me to visit at a center for two days for 60 minutes. But they don't understand. Um, <clears throat> the judge don't understand the damage that she's doing. And I don't think she cares anyway, because she's more concerned of being vindictive. Mm -hmm. She's um, malicious. She's diabolical. She have no feelings. And that's all good. You know, that's all good what they're doing because, you know, they think when they do this, it will get me all bent out of shape and, you know, act all crazy. Like mm -hmm. they want to portray that I'm crazy, but I'm going to pray. And I am praying, you know, because I know, like I said, mentioned to you earlier, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers and weakness in high places. And all of these people that conspire together to separate me from my child. Mm-hmm. They are going to feel the wrath of God in not the name, but in Jesus name. They're all going to be removed from our lives completely, including the father, completely mm -hmm. in not the name, but in Jesus name, they will be removed. But um, yes, the, the, um, the counselor, Christine Hines, she um, had insinuated that I need to do counseling because I don't, um, I have issues uh, bonding with my child, but you can play the, the song the week before the fifth when this decision made was made she i pick her up the wednesday and for that entire weekend that i had her i think from that week was a short week i had her from wednesday to friday six o'clock wednesday six o'clock to friday six o'clock and when, when i pick her up wednesday she had this sad um affect yes yes and all she was all she wanted to do she was very clingy mm. and she keeps singing to me singing all this different song where mommy goes and she keep praying that wherever I, um, wherever she goes wherever I go and wherever I am for Christmas she pray she's let me know that she's gonna be with me and she loved me and she prayed that God protect me and that's what she kept doing from Wednesday to Friday and she mm -hmm. she made up this song that you're gonna play so I'm gonna let you play the song that she made up and if my child had any issue bonding with me or loving me or being loved by me, would she have made this song? Mm -hmm. so. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to play this right now. Yes, and that's her own words. Nobody didn't tell her. I just want everybody, nobody did not tell her what to sing. I tried to help her along with the song, tried to, and she was like, shh, shh, shh. I want to do this by myself. And I said, oh. okay, so play the song. Okay. Because God will love you. 
God will love you and protect you wherever you're going to be to, Gazelle. Oh, mm. that is so sweet. Mm. You feel that mommy's going to go away and leave you? Mm-mm. Mm. Since yesterday, you keep praying and ask God to protect me wherever I'm going to be and wherever you're going to be. You feeling something in your heart? What are you feeling in your heart? In my heart, mm -hmm. I feel like I want to sing. In your in heart, you feel like you want to sing about it? Okay. I feel that wherever I will be, I'll be there to be. That is very, I don't, you know, you could take this song two ways. Mm -hmm. And that's what is bothering me because family court destroys. Yes. And parents need to know before they walk into these doors of so-called family court that they're going to destroy your family. But, but the thing is it, you know, like I said, the father left when she was two months and um, the first set of visit that he was getting, he asked for his two hours. And even to that, he wasn't consistent. And then um, in 2019, uh, when I went for the passport, he started making all these allegations and I, I don't want her, want him to see the child and don't want him to talk to the child, you know, lied, lied. And um, he moved from two hours to to weekends, and it was just a, it was it, it was a disaster. Um, yes. So, like I said, to sum it up, all it didn't even have to come to this because I never stopped him from seeing her, regardless that you know he was basically an absentee father, physically, mm -hmm. right? But because now he wants for his own benefits. Mm -hmm. or whoever pushing him or what, whatever his, his aim is. You put this child through so much when you didn't have to because I never refused for him to see his child. Never. And then never refused to, for, to let none of his family see her either. Mm -hmm. They never reached out. You know, since we separated in 2018, none of his family reached out to me. Even to 2018, from 20, when he left, mm -hmm. 2017, um, early, actually, sorry early 2018 he left january 2018 the first week in january left the house when she was two months and up to then none of his family from then to now none of his family contacted me none of them 
None of them reached out even to see her when he wasn't visiting. None of them. So it's not, in a, it's not a situation like this child was held, you know, kept from him or, you know, it was a, it was a struggle with my family and his family or it was nothing of the sort. Nothing of the sort. So for, now to, for him to come now and putting this child through so much when you don't even have to do it and not thinking of how you're affecting her, but all you care about that you hurt me. And then the judge too. And then the, the counselor, Christine Hines. Mm -hmm. And his, 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 when I think about his lawyer, Laura Brooks, she's dysfunctional. And I pray to God that she will lose her license, that she get disbarred from being a lawyer, especially a family lawyer. Because she's going to continue to this to to destroy people's family and the judge. She should be this, she should be uprooted from that bench in no other name but in Jesus' name. I am telling you, I don't wish bad for people lose the job. I don't pray for nobody move the job, lose the job. But all of them need to be removed from their position. And I'm gonna pray to it. I am going to pray. It's not gonna happen immediately, but I know God is going to move them. Because they are child abusers. They are psychological child abusers. And it was written in the APA in 2014 that child psychological abuse is worse than sexual abuse and physical abuse combined. And they're, these, this judge doesn't care. The opposing attorney doesn't care because exactly. they are child psychological abusers yes and i i, I want to bring something to light because people are going to say why you don't want to go and visit your daughter at the center why i'm not going to visit her because going to the center is going to open up all wounds that was never healed that was never addressed when like i said he left when she was two months he came back when he started doing um weekends when the judge gave him weekends from two hours, which he was like consistent. And she gave him weekends, overnight weekends. And this child never spent more than two hours overnight weekends. She didn't know the family that well. She didn't know them. Every time it was a scream. I am telling you, my daughter would scream from the top of her lungs. I used to wonder how come none of the police officers at that center never came outside. Even when we was inside in the lobby, my child would scream and scream and scream and scream. Oh Lord, I am scared. And nobody would intervene. Then when she come back home, let me tell you what I had to deal with. I could not leave her with anybody but my friend, the, the guy. That's only, only him she would stay with. And she had her moments. Depends on how she feels, she would stay with him. But most of the time, he was the only person that I could have, um, she would stay with. Either me or him. I could not go and take a shower, mm -hmm. you know, without my daughter losing her mind like I'm going away and leave her. One time I could remember, I went to the kitchen because I have a split family. It's not, not high level, just a short level, but it's split. So I left, she, was in, she and I was watching television in my room and I went downstairs to get a drink of water. And she didn't realize that I get up from the, got up from the bed. Marianne, my child is six, six to eight flights of uh, treaders. She jumped from the top straight on to the bottom like she was superwoman mm -hmm. with such a fright and scream, mm. petrified, terrified. And I was like, what happened? You see something? She said she thought I was going to leave, with, leave her. I oh. could not leave her with anybody. I leave her to my mom. One time I leave her to my mom. I all in the supermarket. The car window was closed. 
cold and I could hear in the supermarket hear my child screaming for me because I just wanted to run in quick for something and come back. She did not want to lose sight of me. She did not. So it gets so bad that um, I had to tell her, mommy's going to take a shower. You want to come to the bathroom? And she would say, yes. She said, could I bring my toys and play on the bathroom floor till you finish <laughs> taking a shower? And she would bring the whole she mm -hmm. had a trolley and she would pack a whole bunch of stuff like I'm going to live in the bathroom Aww. and she would bring it in the bathroom. And I had to tell her, uh, mommy's going to the kitchen. Do you want to come? I'm just going for a cup of water. And she would think I had to tell her to assure her that I'm not leaving her. So now you just, and you know, I bring up all of that in court before and the, the dysfunctional um, lawyer, Laura Brooks, keeps saying that I'm making up things, that I'm putting stuff in my daughter's head, that I'm making up all these things. And the judge went along with it. My, mm -hmm. And I asked, I said, could my daughter see a counselor? Could she see a counselor? I begged for, for more a whole year. They never gave her. Never gave her. Now you give her a counselor that is drug and alcohol, that's doing stuff that is benefiting you and not benefiting what really bothered my daughter. Mm -hmm. Just because going along by what the father is saying to suit his narrative. But I had a hard time. I could not get nobody to babysit my daughter. She would not stay with anybody. One time I think my friend gets so, I, I had this uh, part-time job and, oh, he drove around maybe for like four hours with my daughter because she would not stop screaming. And he was like, listen, you need to leave work. I oh, tried wow. my best. Mm -hmm. I tried my best. And mind you, that's the only person besides me she would stay with. But that day she wasn't having it for some reason. Mm -hmm. oh, and wow. I had to leave work. And I, this went on for months. Months. You know how that affected me and affected her? Mm -hmm. And that was never addressed. So now you made this decision that she is going to visit me for 60 minutes at the center. You could imagine what's going to happen. She was, she, at that time when she was, um, had those behaviors, she was only about two and a half. Now she's five. Mm. Mm? And my daughter used to fight you every time when she know that she is going to see her father, she would fight you. She would go under the table. She would go under the chair. It was a fight. And the next thing, she did not want to go in my car because mm -hmm. she associated my car, associated with my car with always going to drop her off with her dad. I could not go to the supermarket. And no matter how I tried to convince her, we're not going to visit. We're just going to the supermarket. We go into the store. She would not go with me. It was a fight. So now I had to get my friend. I said, listen, on your days off, that's the days I'm going to do my grocery. So that's what I had to do mm -hmm. until she get used. Not every time, until she get used and understand that not every time you go into my car, I'm going to drop you off. So none of this was addressed. None of this was addressed because they keep this notion that I am mental and I am just making up stuff. I am putting stuff in this child's head and this child don't have this type of behavior and all of this stuff. And it was never addressed. She never seen a counselor for this. Nobody um, um, helped her. No. But just because the judge went along with, with the attorney, Laura Brooks. They're, they're, what is they're doing they have done so much damage to my child mm -hmm. so and they continue to damage and they think they're doing something good they think they're doing something good so my prayer could never be for them to to remove from the from the bench the judge remove from the bench and all of these other people who can spare the doctors the lawyers the nurses whomever that they would not have a position 
I know I can't change what is happening to my child, but me speaking out on this, I pray that it bring awareness to Delaware. People pay attention when they go to court and choose to make different decisions with their children. And don't be afraid to stand up. And I pray that this open up the door that no other mother or father would experience this in Delaware Family Court. And I pray too with me speaking out that all of Laura Brooks' case, Lord, be removed from Natalie Ashkins as long as she's a judge. The two of them should not be commingling together. They're too much of a friend. Mm -hmm. They're too much friendship. They're too much commonality. And like they have a, a thing that we used to say in corrections, when people get stay too long in a position, they get too comfortable and complacent. This judge was my judge from since 2018 when I did divorce. Mm. So now she's taking things personal, too personal. Mm -hmm. Every four years or every two or three years, these cases should be shuffled to a different judge if people keep going back and forth. And they should not be encouraging people to, or no parent to keep going back and forth, back and forth in court. And they don't have no sufficient evidence or no different evidence or not a new case. But you see, they wouldn't do that because it's all money for them. That's what I come to realize. It's yes. all a money thing. And it's, it's money. The gal is getting money. The lawyers mm -hmm. are getting money because I've spent so much money and nobody, this situation I've never resolved, especially with a judge when it could have stopped with her. This attorney keep carrying all this frivolousness. Like now she said, you, you take my child away from me because I went to the hospital and say my daughter was punching her head by her dad. Who would get up four o'clock in the morning and do that? Mm -hmm. Who would get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the hospital and do that? But that's, they just falsified that information to suit the narrative. And, you know, I was reading something in, on Facebook, somebody recapped from 28, from 2010, the amount of family lawyers that got killed, gotten murdered either by their own clients or the opposition. And people take these things for granted. It's not like I said, I was going to kill, I'm going to kill anybody. But these things that think that they don't know people's mindset. They don't mm -hmm. know people's mind. And when you keep playing with people's mind to the point that you take everything from them, these things happen and they're taking things for granted and they're making this decision and don't know how parents is going to act. And I was following this story, this guy from um, Arlington, Texas, that um, his the children mom or his child mom just killed him, um, Tyrone Darling, mm -hmm. that got murdered when his mother said all he wanted to do is see his kids, mm -hmm. you know? You, you you taking people from their children like that. And these are things that you're setting up. These are situations that you're setting up. The family court set up these domestic violence situations. I, I could remember very well in one of my um, hearing when the, um, the judge moved, the same judge, Natalie Hashkin, moved the pick up and drop off from the prison to my house. Even though I said, I live alone. I am scared. They make my house a tire affair for his friends, uh, the um private detective and whomever he had coming at my house right and when he went back and lie and say that i'm being a problem i was glad i didn't ever challenge it because i wanted that visit to move from my house mm -hmm. right but um yes but i just want us to come back on the psychological um yes uh i just want to um talk about the psychological effect um, the situation is mm -hmm. going to have on my daughter. I can't even imagine how she's feeling. Mm -hmm. You could imagine that she foresee to give me that message in a prayer and in a song. Mm -hmm. You could imagine what you're doing to that child. Could she sit down as a mother 
as a person. Put aside being a judge. Put aside being a lawyer. Put right. aside being a counselor, a mother, a woman. Mm-hmm. For hear a child make a, sing a song. It's not like nobody tell her to sing that song. And you could see that she foresee it. She's warning me, but mommy, I'm not going to be with you for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I pray that God protect you. And know that I love you. I know that I'm going to always be with you. And I know you and I had talked earlier, and this song that she sang almost has a sinister undertone to it, like something could happen to you. Yes, yes. Or even her. Yes, yes. (laughs) And you know, one thing I never talk on this podcast, with all the abuse, you with all the the evidence of abuse that coming from the father and you give me supervised visit and not him you still actually actually the judge made it clear that she's not going to change the um the order from sole custody without examining the evidence and the fact that this child is being abused at the father house right you still give give him you give him full 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 more authority more power now that she's she's she can't come to me Mm. so she had me as that buffer that person that one person who's speaking up and pointing out all these marks that everybody turn a blind eye to so it's not only psychologically she's affecting my child she ex- she put her in in more harm's way to be abused even further to abuse even further mm-hmm. physically emotionally mentally and this is also a form of human trafficking yes and i could remember one time my daughter came and i saw her in the bathroom looking down at herself and i said what you doing she's looking to see if her vagina is still red why are you looking for see if your vagina is red? Somebody touched you? No. But why are you looking to see if it's red? Mm-hmm. Why? Why a five-year-old examine herself to see why the, if the vagina is still red? And everything that turn a blind eye and a blind ears too. But anything happened to my child, at least I come on this podcast and I speak the, I spoke about it. So anything happened in line of anything that I'm speaking about, they can't run from it because I said it. Mm-hmm. And you know what is scary, Marianne, that I never talked about? With all the abuse was going on. And I said, I, my biggest fear that I was living in for months, I said, if they only take my child from me, I am so scared that one day I'm going to get a phone call that she died. And that's not something any parent should live with to think that they can get that phone call. I'm so sorry that a child is deceased for months I had this in my head I said father God please don't let her take my child because I am afraid that one day I'm going to hear my child is dead that is not nothing for no parent to live with I don't know how these people could live with herself what happens but you see, they, make, they make all these decisions mm-hmm. and the thing that I'm going to act all bent out of shape and act crazy, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. I am not going to give them that satisfaction because this could have gone so many ways. 
so many ways. If I was really a crazy person and my mind was not right and my mind was unstable, this could have gone so many ways. Mm-hmm. I am a trained officer. And they better ask in the police, they used to call me mosquito because I never miss a shot. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take nobody life. But mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for them. I really am going to seriously pray for them. I'm going to pray that they all be removed from their positions. They don't I, dis- that I can't change what they, they, they're doing to my child. I can't change what the father is doing because I blame him too. Mm-hmm. Because it's the father is supposed to protect. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to care. It's supposed to love. And this is the next thing my daughter pointed out to me. She said her father don't ever tell her that he loves her. He don't hug her. He don't kiss her. You know? And she's being used to to being cuddled by me um like every two minutes sometimes she said mommy talk talk she was like oh too much kisses too much kisses too much kisses mm-hmm. you know i'm always kissing on her i'm always hugging on her i'm always telling her how much i love her how much she's beautiful you know mm-hmm. because i i you know, i want her to be confident and be comfortable with herself mm-hmm. because they at that one point i don't know if it's her brother and her cousins used to keep telling her how she's ugly. You know, keep telling her that she's ugly. He's cruel. Mm-hmm. This his her brother have issues, and I don't understand why his mother, with all this stuff that is going on, his mother still have her son there. Because if he does my daughter anything, he's gonna go to jail. So how stupid are you being as a mother too? Right. She's being very stupid. I don't care what the father is telling her. With all of this stuff coming to public, if I was in her position, I would have moved my son out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for something to happen mm-hmm. when you can't help him. I don't know who is, who is, who is, who, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's the matter with the family. I don't know what's the matter with them. And she has a mother, regardless how you feel about me. I didn't break break um my ex-husband up with her. I didn't even know if they were still in a relationship. Well, now you have him back for yourself. I don't care. The main thing is the children involved. Because if her son does my daughter anything, that to the point that the police have to get involved, he's going to go to jail. Move your child out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Move him out of there. He's what? He's 17. Mm-hmm. My child is only five. Moving from there, he's shaving up her head, all her hair from behind her head, all of this stuff, uh, shaving so, up her eyebrows yeah. and all of that. Why do you think that is okay? It's not okay. <sighs> One time he cut her, cut her, mm-hmm. and then cut her, you know, trying to shape up her head, lines it up like a man and cut her. And you want to tell me that she bumped her head. And the courts allow this. They yes. actually entertain this behavior. Yes, yes. They ignore all the pictures. They ignore all the marks. Like the, the gal, Patricia Weird said, all she was concerned about what I was telling the father. She didn't have time to watch it, no picture. She had the opportunity to look at those pictures. Did she look at the picture? She didn't ever mention the pictures. She's condoning so child she, abuse. Yes, she, yes. So if anything, they all, they all, conspired they all conspired 
And what people need to know, as you said, uh, vindictive, the judge has gotten vindictive. That happened to me as well. I'm sure other parents are starting to notice their judges are becoming vindictive. And, um, you know, I, I had prayed for months and months for God to remove the judge from my case. He was just doing so much damage. He was entertaining three topics at the same time. Who does that as a judge? He was entertaining custody, child support, and a pension fund. He'd go round and round. It was like a circus. And God did remove him as I prayed. He ended up with uh, pancreatitis and he died. You have no, you have no, um, I'm telling you, People don't know know who you are, and they don't know the relationship you have with God. They don't know the power of prayer, but that's not mm -hmm. your business if they don't believe. You understand? I know the power of prayer. I grew up in a with a praying grandmother, mm -hmm. and everything, she was so humble. My grandmother would pray and pray even up until her death. I watched her one time; she was praying, and she asked, tell God she was telling God how she wanted to die. And you know exactly that's how she died—a peaceful death peaceful just so she acts to die to mm -hmm. God take her home that's exactly and I am telling you since since um this situation it's like I, I sense her spirit a lot around me mm -hmm. reminding me to pray you pray and I am going to pray so whatever happened to them, but I'm telling you that they didn't think about this, the situation. They don't, they're not thinking how they affected my daughter. You know, this shouldn't be about anything else. Mm -hmm. Who don't talk about the, you being vindictive because I'm a, on a podcast talking about what the wrong things that you're doing. You have mm -hmm. a position to do a job, do it and do it right. And like my grandfather always taught me, you're in a job, you do it with integrity. Right. You don't over abuse your power. You don't abuse your position, but people fail to realize title and position are temporarily. You can be removed and they will be removed. They mm -hmm. will be removed in not a name, but in Jesus name, I mentioned it today. They're all going to be removed from their position because they're making this about them and not right. about a child. They're not they're making it about the children. They're not thinking how they're affecting my daughter. I know she's going through it because she's not seeing me. But like I said, I'm, I don't want to go to the center and put her through that again. Right. And I could remember the one when, um, a year ago when we started at center too. My daughter would scream. She was pulling and pulling on everything, trying to grip everything that she could get her hands on. Just not for them to take her through that door to um, take her to her dad car. I could remember the supervisor, Tia Tucker, from the Child Inc. Center. She, she had such an attitude. <laughs> And she grabbed my daughter and pushed uh. and, and went through the door with her. And they spent like 20 minutes to, to half an hour get to, trying to get my child in that door. She was kicking. She probably bite her too. Who knows? My daughter fought her. And they still push her in the car. And they right? violated her Fourth and right? Fifth Amendment rights. She still right. pushed her in the car. So you can yeah. imagine. She was only two and a half, three then. She's five now. You could imagine what's going to happen. And I'm telling you. If they're gonna, she's gonna fight and they grab her like that. I'm probably mm -hmm. gonna be in jail because this is the time I'm gonna react. So for all to to to, to, pre to prevent all of that, I don't want to go to the center. I don't want to cause to re-traumatize old wounds with my with my child, and I don't want to get myself in a position mm -hmm. where I'm gonna be arrested. 
because anybody grabbed my child and push her in any car or she don't want to go. You know, I mean, that's assault and battery to, to your daughter for to grab her and and shove her around. Yeah. So that's what you do. Because when I go to the center, they said if the child is crying like that, they would not force them. They would reassess. They never did. And I sure in the notes and never, because every time when my um, daughter, father come to the center, she would run outside sometimes. Oh, I'm, she going to talk to him. You know, you're getting too personal. You're supposed to be neutral. And she was right. never neutral. She was in contact with, with, the, with, with his attorney. Like I said, his attorney had her hands in everything and everybody was contacting her. Every single body. Well, you know, these family law attorneys and some of them are, you know, there are some good ones out there, but for the most part, you know, uh, a lot of them aren't, they're in it for the money. It's not in the best interest of the child. It's in the best and, interest of their pocketbook. And it's, and this is Laura Brooks. Like I said, she had my ex, my ex had her for the last what, four years and he's not working for that much money. So she is just in it for the money. She didn't care nothing about nobody's child. And I and I and like I um and I'm gonna go back. A conversation that I heard with her, same Laura Brooks, and another attorney that I had, I'm not gonna mention his name, with the passport um case. They were discussing in front of me about another case they had. So they already decide how they're gonna handle this case. And I just watch at him. And I know that I didn't want him anymore. Because if you sit in there to wheel and deal with her how you are going to end this case and what you're going to say in court and what he's going to say and how you are going to present the case. That's exactly what he was going to do to me. That was exactly what you was going to do to me. So I know he was no good. So when he come and asked me to continue with my case and I told him right there, then no, I did not hesitate. I said, no, no, this is not a joke. Children mm -hmm. are not toys. Mm -hmm. they, you know, you're playing with their mind. But then my daughter have a light, such a light in her that they're not going to dim it. She's a blessed child. Mm -hmm. She's a gift from God to me. And nobody's going to dim that light. And no other woman that think that they're going to be a, a mother to my child, they will not be comfortable being a mother to my child as long as I live. God give me her. I am the one who carry her for nine months. I'm the one who breastfed her. I am the one who has scars to show or entrance into this world. Mm -hmm. No other person would ever be her mother in other name but in Jesus' name. And the father, he thinks that he alone should be a father. Nobody stop you. I don't even know where this comes from. Like you mm -hmm. feel that, that I should not have no say in this child. You change my name, take my name off her medical, like she don't have a mother, like I'm just dead. Even to the daycare now, since this happened, you know, they have uh, the tadpole thing. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Like when you, um, they use a tadpole app to show when the child go into the daycare and when they leave and um, like little activities they do during the day and they would make, like take little pictures of them and stuff like that. He blocked me from that. So for the last two weeks, I mean, I see the notes, but I'm not seeing a picture of her. And that's okay because I have so many pictures of my daughter. I... I, I told you before that I take so many pictures because growing up in Guyana, we didn't have cameras as prevalent as now. So I take all type of pictures and videos. I have probably over 5,000 or more pictures and videos with my daughter with different things that I made, you know? He didn't have none. I can remember in one of the cases that we had, 
is um the same at Laura Brooks asked me to um she won 200 pictures 200 pictures and videos or whatever that I had to drive daughter because her father had none I didn't give her I didn't give her I did not give her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not give her he had the opportunity just like me to build memories and I used to like when I take pictures and videos and funny things I used to share pictures even though he didn't talk to me or anything like that I used to share pictures and videos with 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 him and once I see that you know this you start using stuff again I just stop get your own pictures when you visit get your own pictures so for her to come and ask me for 200 pictures and all of that stuff he didn't have anything he didn't have anything at all but we create such a they're creating such an environment Mm-hmm. That could have gone so many, so in so many different directions. From Thanksgiving to now, I know this was going on a lot in the news, but of recent from Thanksgiving, I don't know if you're following the news with how oh, many yes. parents got murdered mm-hmm. with custody, children got murdered, huh? Mm-hmm. And here you are playing stupid games creating that same situation that have good, could have gone wrong in so many different directions. But I'm not going to do none of that because I'm going to live for my child. I am going to live for her. Mm-hmm. I am going to live for her. And I pray that whatever I'm saying or whatever I'm doing, I know I can't change the situation in my case or change what's going on with my daughter. But I pray that this change a situation for another parent in Delaware would never ever have to go through this. Whether you're black, white, Portuguese, whatever your race is, that they would never have to go through this ever again in Delaware. That it would bring awareness to what's going on to Delaware Family Court and that changes would be made and then all of Laura Brooks cases would be removed from under Judge Natalie Ashkins as long as she's a judge. Now, can I ask, what nationality is uh, Judge Haskins? She is black American. I'm black Guyanese. Hmm. I'm a Guyanese. So I want to know. And I often ask myself if I was uh, a black American, if she would have treated me the same as my ex-husband. And you see Delaware, they all is a small state. They all, when you run in certain circles, they all sit at the same table. You know, that's what I noticed from being a police officer. There's certain people when you're in a certain position, they all run in the same circles. They all drink at the same. Mm-hmm. Now, can I ask? Yes, they all uh, go to the same church because I went to the same church at Nat. I used to go to the church at Natalie Ashkins at 10. I, uh, I'm very familiar with her pastor. I'm very familiar with the church. A lot of the police officers go to that church. A lot of the, the, the big wigs go to that church. So I'm very familiar with her church. Well, oh, let me ask you this. Because in my case, I changed my political party, hoping that would please the judge. You know, I don't know what Haskins' pl- political party is. You know, because I, I thought- think I think she's probably Democrat. I want to believe she's Democrat. Because in North Carolina, I'm following two cases, and everybody is Republican, and they're doing the same thing to these people, these good fit parents, as they're doing to you. I had met, I had reached out to the one of the um, candidates that was Republican candidates that was um, running this this year in Delaware for, I think, senator. And he I, he set up the, a meeting with me 
and but never followed follow through never follow through so i did all of that never follow through with the meeting he listened to my he listened to what i had to say in in my intro and he agreed for a meeting but never followed through to have the meeting with me never and who so, is this who is this fellow again you know what i'm gonna have to give you back his name i don't i don't, I don't want i think it was lee murphy Murphy? I think it was Lee Murphy. Yes. Yes, I think that's who I reached out to, Murphy. Okay. I, and I stand corrected if it wasn't Murphy, but okay. it was a Republican. Yes. Interesting. Um, He's a Republican. So, hmm. um, so I don't think part you have to do with any with 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 anything. My thing is, you have children involved. Think about the children. Think of how you're going to affect the children. You know? Mm -hmm. Why are you worrying about somebody talking about you on, on a podcast? They never gossip about people. If they feel that I'm gossiping about them on the podcast, hmm? they never gossip in their life. I'm sure they talk about other people. Mm -hmm. hmm? They talk about other people just like that, behind their backs, whatever. But this don't have nothing to do with that. Who gossiping behind who or whatever. This is a serious matter. It is. It's you know? Very... This is a serious matter that this psychological... Um, could psychologically affect my daughter for the rest of her life. You know, look how much anxiety she yeah. had with just that short space of time when we were doing the um, the exchange. You could imagine how much anxiety she's going to have now. Like all of that going to come back like a floodgate. And when all you, of that. And when you get your daughter back, you know, you're going to have to find a child psychologist that understands child psychological abuse, not not one that only has a PhD in child sexual abuse only. It has to be one that actually understands child psychological abuse because a lot of these psychologists don't even know about this. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And now they have, like I said, that now they have um, somebody who's not even a psychologist trying to play a psychologist. And this is not a game. This is not, it's not a game. And it's, it's just sad and it just behoove me that nobody at least reaching out. I don't care how you feel about me. Nobody's standing up to speak on behalf of my child. Like, what are you doing? Like, like nobody's talking to this judge. And who is our like, who, like, who, like, who is our boss? Like, nobody's interceding. Oh, you're going to just pounce on this mother. You're going to pounce on this mother. You're going you're gonna to say how she, crazy she is. And she, you're going to uh, recommend that she goes to um, psych, uh, psychological evaluation. How much psychological evaluation could you send me to? Did you ever recommend any treatment? Huh? You're not, you, this is not your place. That's not your position. You're a judge. Stay in lane. You know, who is the president judge in that courthouse? I don't know if you know offhand. Because I had, I had his name. The president judge I had said that he that the, he had his judges, uh, you know, everyone was doing great in the courthouse. It's like he had no idea what was going on with these cases. I had wrote the judge for the head judge, which I don't remember his name right now, like for the tip of my tongue right now. I had wrote to him mm. and he told me that um, I have to first let her know that I'm complaining about her 
then I have to complain to the Supreme um, Court and I didn't follow the, um, like they chastise me, like they, you know, prosecute me for complaining about her or for him even paying attention to what's going on in, in this case. And this is Wilmington Family Court. And that's, you know, Wilmington Family Court. Family court is destroying that, children. She said that um, all my complaints was frivolous, <laughs> right? That because I wasn't pleasing with her ruling. I wasn't pleasing with her ruling because how could you make a ruling? You don't have no evidence. You're not, you're not, you're just being reckless and harsh with everything because you have a problem with me. If she was, if she was in my place, she would have done the same and probably worse. Mm-hmm. Because then you, as a mother, you're fighting for your child, you're speaking up for your child, you're advocating for your child. You know, she might have advocated different way in a different manner. Mm -hmm. This is my way of advocating for my child, right? Because I'm a mother and I love her. And like any other mother, you don't want to see a child hurt. You don't want to see nobody um, take advantage of them or hurt them or abuse them. So what she would, she as a mother, what she would have, she wouldn't have done anything different. She would have done probably more. They have, they have mothers that tell me you are strong because I would have been in jail. I would have murdered all of them. I had women who tell me straight that mm -hmm. I would have committed murder. I would have killed the judge. I would have killed his lawyer. I would have killed him. Yes. They had women, who, mothers who tell me that they said, you are strong. I applaud you. Marinika, I applaud you. You are mm -hmm. strong. Especially when you hear your daughter screaming, <clears throat> I don't know how you take it. I don't understand. And you're very and strong they, to they come they out play, and tell your story. Playing a serious, dangerous game. Mm -hmm. But you know, prayers are strong too. Prayers is very strong. Both you and I know. Yes. Prayers are very powerful. Very, 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 very powerful. And that's what I'm going to do because I'm not going to go to jail for them. They don't work it. No. They don't. No. None of them. None of them don't work it. None of them work me going to jail and not having to have to lose my child in life entire in entirety. None of them don't work it. None of them. And what they also don't understand, as it says in the Bible, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he should be cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Luke 17, 12. Yeah. I remember that from Sunday school when I was a kid and that, that always frightened me. Mm -hmm. And they have a next, um, I'm not sure what remember often, but I said, suffer the children not to come to thee. Suffer the ch little children not to come to thee. Suff suffer not the little kids. Why are you suffering her? Why? Mm -hmm. Everywhere my daughter go, everywhere she goes, she bring, she's like a light to the room. There's not a person that she don't leave a mark on. Not a person that she don't make laugh. Mm -hmm. I can remember one time she said, Mommy, let's go to a restaurant. We went to a restaurant. And she, 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 she was like, I need to give that woman a hug. She stopped this woman at the door and I said, mom, could you, my daughter want to give you a hug? And she gave, she, she said, yeah, sure. And she mm -hmm. hugged my, she hugged her. 
And that woman burst into tears and she mm. pulled me aside. She said, you don't know what I'm going through. Oh, she said, you do not have an idea. It's like my daughter have this gift of seeing things like, oh, just like, oh, she able to see what's going on and sing that song. That woman burst into tears. I don't even know her. My daughter just asked, mommy, could I give her a hug? And that woman hugged my daughter. I asked her if it's okay. My daughter gave her a hug and she said, yes. And my daughter hugged her and she burst into mm -hmm. tears. So there's no way that she goes that she does not bring light or bring something to somebody. Mm -hmm. And for people to conspire together, people supposed to be helping her, especially the counselor, Christine Hines. You want to dim my daughter light because you want to involve in evil, evil doing. Mm -hmm. And no good is going to come out of it. You do evil, it's going to come back to you. My child is a blessed child. She's a child of light. And I want her to, especially Christine Hines, who said that I don't know how to bond with my child. I want her to listen to this song. And I hope this song resonates with them. And it don't ever come out of their head. Mm -hmm. But Marianne, I, I really, you know, pray to God. And it's the other night I prayed and I said, don't ever let me get that message that my child is dead. Because I live with that. I battle with that. And I could imagine. I could not imagine that parents who had their children murdered mm -hmm. because they fought and fought and fought and they live with the same fear. I could not even imagine. I battled with this for a long time. Like, you know, they take her from me, you know, that a brother or somebody might hit her too hard, mm -hmm. you know? This is something that you can't change. That's why I said his mom had the opportunity to save her son and she knowing what her son is doing. The father know what the son is doing. Everybody's playing dumb, deaf, and blind mm -hmm. until something happened and they won't be able. But I pray to God that he's not dead. I pray to God. I don't know how I would able manage to get a news like that. I would probably lose my mind then. And they will all be held responsible. That's why I'm talking out about this. All the wrong that is going on in this case. Mm -hmm. And they talk about me disparaging the court. Hmm? Laura Brooks swinging all so much of false narrative mm -hmm. about this case in this court thing. I could remember she even um, contempt me to court. Contempt me to court was 2021, March 25th, 2021. I would never forget. Natalie Ashkins already ordered that the uh, mental health evaluation that I did is due on April 1st. Hmm. March 24th, they had me up in court. Or 25th. <laughs> for contempt. For those documents. When the documents were due, April 1st. And then she ordered me to pay Laura Brooks a hundred and fifth or seven or seven to five dollars or something because laura brooks wanted five she originally wanted 557 for attorney fee for that day and some other nonsense some paper that she signed for me that i didn't even know what she signed about you're not my attorney i don't even know why she's signing on my behalf i don't even like to speak to that woman that's extortion ties her mm -hmm. because she has no integrity for a lawyer she's dishonest she's all about the money 
and she don't care how she get her money. She don't care who she have to crush to get her money. She don't care who she have to destroy to get her money. She don't care who she have to devour to get her money. She's not going to devour me and she's not going to devour my child. Mm -hmm. That's like I said, I can't change the situation by talking about it, but I pray that this situation, me talking would help another parent or 10 parents that they would never have to go to this in Delaware. And that the other judges know that people talk, you know, and they're going to get the grip of themselves and they would not even try this. You know, how have you had any parents reach out to you and how can they reach you if they have any questions on things? They can reach me at startpositivepen19 at yahoo.com. And yeah. I'll Start put that. Yep. Yeah. I'll put that in the podcast notes, but um, or they could even reach me on my Facebook, the um, Peter Fall Colombo. Reach me out on my Facebook page, you know. Mm -hmm. And I pray that people talk about this because this is not the first time they do this to any person. I am pretty sure they're too comfortable in their doing. They do too comfortable in what they're doing in their actions. You know, I know some people are afraid to talk out. I know some people don't have means and ways. You know. Because I didn't know about your show. It's, I just meet out to uh, uh, Amy Payne. And that's how I, I get to know you. So not everybody know how to, to go about um, getting help. And mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of programs in Delaware to help women. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot of women program at all. Or they just don't want to get involved because this judge and I said Delaware is small. It's a small community. And, you know, certain people, they run in the same circle. I noticed that from being a police officer. So I know mm -hmm. I am aware of their circle. I'm aware of how they operate because oh, yes. I was once a police officer. I went to the church. Like I tell you, they all go to the same church. They all run in the same circle. There's certain events. They all, yes. So I, I'm very much aware. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I'm not, I am just not your typical parent would, that wouldn't know. I know. And parents need to know this, that in these family courts, it's highly incestuous. Everybody knows everybody. They're all yes. at the same drinking hole. And yes. then they all go golfing together. And then they go back to the bar or the club and Correct. drink some more. Correct. Correct. And so I want to, yes, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to have you back on this podcast for another update and uh, don't jump off. Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms that perpetuate child psychological abuse and parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join me again with Marianneka Bowman in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you for your courage, Marianneka. You're welcome, Marianne.